Welcome to Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. This podcast started with me just kind of interviewing my friends, and now we're at a point where I'm interviewing people who inspire me. Every week you are going to hear how someone else identifies with the feeling of not fitting in and success. So let's just hop into the episode and thank you for all of your continued support. Hey weirdos, I want to share something with you I've been doing for a couple of months now. It is called Forbidden Bingo with my friend, DJ Rockstar Aaron. We are both from Denver. Uh, Great human. Something that they put on virtually out of the kindness of their heart every week. And I'm just going to start by saying it's 18 plus, just so you know. Um, but it's Forbidden Bingo. Forbidden Bingo is so much fun. You can play it in person if you live in Colorado or if it plays other places, or you can play it virtually online every Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Wow, I'm bad at time zones. But you know what? Just go to ForbiddenBingo.com, grab your tickets, and tell DJ Rockstar Aaron and Rich and all the other people that are playing that I sent you. That's ForbiddenBingo.com and unofficially, officially sponsors this podcast. Aloha listeners. If you are coming here today, that means we are in season two. I cannot believe it. I had well over 89 episodes plus bonus episodes in the last year, have met so many incredible, amazing people. So I'm so excited to share season two with you. Today, I am joined by TikTok's own ADHD coach, Ron. He is a hoot and a holler. I absolutely adore him. And we are going to be discussing ADHD and imposter syndrome and all of that. Of course, if you like what you hear, please like, subscribe, rate, share, whatever, tell a friend, shout it into the ether. I hope you guys enjoy the episode and mahalo for your support. Hey everyone, this is Please Don't Kick Me Out, the podcast about imposter syndrome. Welcome to season two. You've been with me that long. That's that's nuts, honestly. But uh, this is, of course, the podcast about imposter syndrome, the feeling of not fitting in, the feeling of you know being found out to be a fraud, uh, You know, the only inclusive podcast about it and the topic at hand. You've been with me every week. Thank you so much for your support. So today I'm doing something a little different. Um, you might notice that I'm doing some video. I've never done that before. You might notice uh, a bunch of different things. So. Um, um, my guest today is going to be Ron. Ron, would you like to give your elevator pitch, who you are, what you do, et cetera? Yeah, sure. First, uh, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Um, so I am, my name is Ron Capalbo. I'm ADHD coach Ron on social medias. I'm ADHD Ron or ADHD underscore Ron. Um, I am an ADHD coach um, and advocate for ADHD. Um, I was diagnosed ADHD when I was 12, so I've had ADHD. I mean, all of us have had ADHD our whole life, but I knew that I had ADHD. And um, recently, I kind of found a lot of adults really not getting the validation that they needed when they had ADHD. It was kind of a lot of people think of it as like a children's disorder. Um, and also recently, my wife was diagnosed with ADHD, and I'd known she had had it for a while. And so it was just kind of this thing of wanting to advocate for adults and then wanting to kind of align my morals and kind of align what it is that I care about and um, kind of found that through coaching and realized that it was kind of the best way for me to help people 
and to also help me advocate and kind of get information out there and really just in a way kind of coach people to not just advocate for themselves, but to kind of spread awareness for ADHD everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. That's um, amazing. Uh, through this podcast, I realized I have it. Um, it when my husband has it. I took, a, I, took a, I took a test and all of that. So any information about it is very helpful. I've had an ADHD coach on a couple of times, a couple of different people who have touched nice. on the topic over time. But neurodivergency is something that is, um, you know, especially with, I believe it's this month, like ADA, uh, you know, but uh, just... Full disclosure to my listeners, I started a new medication this week and I feel like a bubble. So sometimes my words are hard. And if you notice that this week, just know that, you know, mental health is completely a journey. I have no problems talking about it, but you have to be willing to do the work yourself. And I'm, this is my first, one of my first podcasts I've recorded in my Hawaii office. Um, that was hell on earth getting here, but now I'm acclimated and we're acclimating and life's good. So I really appreciate what you do because um, something that you and I've talked offline about, and I actually hit you up right before I talked to my doctor where I was like, I'm straight up not having a good time, bro. Like I yeah. need to do something about it. <laughs> right. um, so we, I'm on, uh, I'm on in, I'm on Adderall XR and then I needed to up that dosage and then also add an SSRI. So the reason why you need to add a serotonin reuptake inhibitor is because a lot of the times with ADHD, it can sometimes be misdiagnosed as bipolar disorder. It can sometimes be misdiagnosed as manic disorder. And a lot of the times you get the medication, it helps you do all of the things. And then you're still sad because you can't, it kind of wears out. So this, so these two things together can interact and help you have less up and down right, and right. more equalized um, feelings and thoughts. Now it's not fun when you up your dose of one and then accidentally take the wrong dosage of the second one. Yeah, so you were telling me about that. Yeah, I, um, man, uh, my, my poor husband, he was like, oh my God. Yeah. He's like, cause I was supposed to do a podcast and I had to cancel it. And I was like, uh, like, like he came home and he was like, whoa. And the whole reason was because she didn't tell me I was going to have to cut the pills and I would need a pill cutter and I'm on right. Hawaii. Right. So like resources are minimal. And so my husband tried to cut it and I was like, ah, F it. I'll take the whole thing. No, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Ah. To my listeners. But anyway, oh, man. this is, this conversation is open and honest. And the reason why it's right. open and honest is because I have no problem sharing that about my, my struggles, my, my health, all of that, because it helps people. But again, to reiterate, like these are tools for people, but you have to be willing to one, put the monetary value behind them Two, advocate for your own diagnoses and yourself. And three, um, just kind of understand that at the end of the day, accommodations are nothing to be ashamed, ashamed of. Totally. Yeah, no, it's uh, part of the advocacy for me was kind of realizing, and you know, this is coming from a, you know, white man who has a ton of privilege and there's a lot of privilege to people who maybe don't understand why advocacy is so important. And I don't know if you've ever gotten involved with the, you know, it's big on TikTok, but the idea of like being like the, the superhero kind of thing where it's like, oh, this is a superpower. And it's like coming from a lot of toxic positivity about, yeah. you know, hey, don't, you know, you know, ignore the negative stuff. Let's just focus on the positives. And, and while positivity is great and you should absolutely want, you know, for yourself to be like, I can do this. Like, that's a great feeling to have. But for someone to tell you to, to you know, invalidate your feelings or the things that you're struggling with, because that's what a lot of it ends up doing, it, it turns into a problem. And usually that comes from people that have money and that have the ability to, 
be like, oh, cool. I have, you know, parents who were able to help me and support me through getting a diagnosis and mm-hmm. the times that my symptoms caused me to lose my job. Well, it wasn't that big of a deal because my parents paid for my rent or this happened. And a lot of people don't have those advantages. And so them having to deal with, you know, losing jobs or not keeping relationships can hit them even harder than people that are lucky and privileged. And so I think a lot of us that have a voice and that are able to advocate need to be as loud as we can about it and help others and teach others how to advocate. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And like the, to touch on that, I mean, especially if my listeners are, are are coming from your channel and they're new here, they might not know that I've interviewed other people that have validated this one because you're what you just saw your wife go through it. Um, women get diagnosed later in life. A lot of the times for me, my own personal, my parents were like, we're not medicating her. Meanwhile, I couldn't even add four plus four. I have a joke on my podcast <laughs> that, um, you know, my parents put me uh, in Sylvan. So like, don't quote me on that. I went to Sylvan. I whatever. But, uh, but the reason why is because I was very creative and squirrely and loud. And usually with males, that is seen as a foreign behavior, put them on medication, like whatever mm-hmm. there's disruptive for girls. It's, Oh, she's just chatty. Oh, she's just emotional. Oh, this is normal. It's like, we, you know, that plays into its other can of worms. I don't even want to get into about gender, um, stuffing people into gender roles, but at the same time, <clears throat> it, um, learning that, realizing that and then realizing that like when I you know bought it recreationally in college to get a test even though I had a script in hand but my parents were still paying for my medical and they would see it so I was afraid to fill it I've gotten diagnosed more than more than once and my parents were didn't know at the time I mean like it's not their fault like we didn't know what we didn't know your your brain is young you're small you don't know and so it wasn't until the pandemic literally took my job away where I was marketing director one day and the next day I was nothing and I was like well shit what do I what do I do and I always known I've had a voice I always knew I was different so I I like what you said about like the being the superhero and it's a superhero yeah because I think everything has toxic positivity I mean you and I both um are child children at heart so that's that's something that you and I bonded on I'm pretty sure Powerline was the reason that you I'm came into my Powerline feed. shirt right now. oh I was gonna say if you didn't wear a Powerline shirt I'd be really disappointed no um, yeah, yeah I definitely did um, but but that's like it's, it's I guess if you're undiagnosed it's, it's easy to know once you have your diagnosis it's easy to look back and be introspective but it's really difficult it can be very depressing and um ultimately lonely like I've I've definitely noticed a lot of changes in myself over the year, but this is something that's given me respite and kept me going because my husband was gone for all of it. So, right. See, I, I would say like, I, I totally relate to that because growing up and I think about like in high school and college, like I, I, again, lucky I'm an outgoing person who people tend to like at first. And I say that because I, I have had tons of friends, but I've hidden or at least at first I did hide things like, yeah, my favorite movie was a Goofy movie for a really long period of time. And now it's top five for me. Mm-hmm. But like, I would leave that out. And then one day I decided like, screw it, I'm going to include it. And people would laugh. And they thought I was being ironic when I wasn't. And I kind of made that or I thought I did per- part of my personality, like the guy that's just like, a little silly and says like ridiculous things, but like people enjoy it. When at first I was like, yeah, I'm being silly, but I'm like actually being truthful. Like when I do something like, oh my God, let's go to the water park and like get really excited about stuff. People would be like, oh, he's so fun. He's being ridiculous or he's being crazy on purpose. And it's like, 
that's who I am. And I was lucky that I think I was around people that embraced that and like liked it. But it's hard for people first to be confident enough to do that because as with your podcast, having imposter syndrome and like people having RSD and just afraid that everyone's judging them all the time because that Mm -hmm. is part of ADHD symptoms. You know, it can be hard, especially if the first time you do that, you don't get a positive response from it. You get someone looking at you weird. You get parents telling you to grow up and, you know, to, you know, you have to learn responsibility and stop acting like a child. It can make you mask. And then you see a lot of people Mm -hmm. not showing who they really are. And so, again, like I said, I'm lucky I get to show who I am. Um, I still even hesitate sometimes because you're afraid. Yeah. Know that. Yeah. But. But yeah, it's it's a lot easier to just say it, but I, I do believe in trying to let everyone see who you are. I, I, I agree, and that's really sage advice. And I wanna just put a blanket statement in here just in case anyone's like being like, this is, I, I'm cured, no. Uh, this is not, this, these are not medical. This is just all two people talking about something. Um, take it with a grain of salt. Again, you have to do the work, right? Um, you know, I was always, always the loud, like I refer to myself as like, if Lisa Frank and Miss Frizzle had a baby and then Guy Fieri came into the picture <laughs> and Prince like power line, I'm all of that. And so I, I also shied away from being as forthright about how much I loved Disney and how much I loved even like Barbies until I was like, t- you know, 15. Cause I'm, I, um, I'm, I'm, I've recently come to terms with my gender. I am proudly non-binary. I might look like a woman. I'm, but my, I prefer she, um, she, you know, but I also dress like a dad going to an amusement park in the nineties at all times. And so, um, I prefer they and them. That's just, I'm very inclusive. So I prefer that, you know, and for me, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of like in my head, I told myself, oh, like my husband's not going to like me when I come home. Like, even though he was the one true person who actually sees me, never changed a single thing about me, mm-hmm. only ever wanted me to understand my brain and only ever wanted to change my last name. Um, but it's, it's difficult because it's like, people will always be like, oh, that's babyish, or like, that's for girls. That's for boys. You can't do this makeups, you know, and this, these things it's like societally, unfortunately we're fucked and we we are put into so many different things that that it, it was our generation it wasn't it's not this new generation that's like coming up and I mean that's amazing great you're doing a bunch of things please start bringing back low-rise jeans what's wrong with you <laughs> but you know it's it's kind of this thing of of we've had so much more time to introspect when a lot of people that are younger than us are gonna have a way different world that they're in right now, a way different upbringing, so much more technology and access to everything. But with that comes, um, for me at least, a distrust because I always wanna have the research. I mean, we grew up with the you know, encyclopedias and having to check it out and all of that. And so for me, it's like, I, there is so much power and authenticity, but when you are neurodivergent, you all you do know you're weird. You walk into a room, like for me, lunch was the hardest, like going into a lunchroom and being like, who am I going to sit by? Cause I feel like everyone hates me and stuff like that, you know, like just where you're like, oh man, uh, everyone's, no one's, no one likes me that kind of thing. It's, it's, it's RSD because one person, um, one person told you one time they didn't like you or you got bullied by that one person. And so it sticks with you. And I call it my cloak of shame. I worked very hard to kind of lift a lot of that. Um, and so 
for me, um, I'm, I'm working through that. I'm at a point now where I can kind of have some peace with my thoughts and not be like, ah, and, ooh, ah, ah. Right. and I can actually look at a task and give myself obtainable goals. Um, but definitely wasn't on the right dosage of medication for the last year. Definitely wasn't okay, but I pushed through because that's what you do. Yeah. I think, uh, I think the biggest thing, like there's so many different, you know, like for instance, you go on TikTok and you find other ADHDers or ADHD creators or coaches or whoever, and they talk about these symptoms that you didn't know about. And really, I think the symptoms that they're talking about, like, you know, things like RSD and stuff like that, all kind of stem down from the fact that like almost everything in our life is just turned up with the volume like everything is just more intense to us so like emotions tend to be more intense oh yeah rejection tends to be more intense but like excitement tends to be more intense it's why we like really enjoy fun and all that stuff and like yeah. boredom isn't just boring it is like catastrophically boring it is like holy shit yeah. Handle yeah. this. And your brain without you realizing will be like i'm doing something that's not boring like you have no control over this yeah. it's just happening and and i think you know, the biggest thing for us is that people probably growing up for the most part um, that have ADHD, because of all of these reactions to things, other people around us would get frustrated or they'd react. Yep. And the frustration to us ends up being self-talk when we get older. And so the key thing that I found, at least when I'm talking to people with ADHD is like, it's it really is giving yourself like what's the word I'm looking for? It's giving yourself, not a pass, it's giving yourself, um, see, ADHD stuff, can't pick of, and it's gonna be like the simplest word too, right? Um, permission? But it's, uh, permission something, but I would say like, um, like be kind to yourself, yeah. right? Um, and to understand that, you know, you were a kid someday, like at one point that somebody was really harsh with you and mm -hmm. you've learned to be harsh with yourself. And sometimes that's what we learn to get our brain activated. Like if I'm struggling to get work done, you know, I might just, you know, because it was something that I was taught be like, Oh, come on, get up and freaking do this. Let's go. Or, you know, you start to shame yourself. You start to try to push yourself by getting mad at yourself. Mm -hmm. And after time that stops working as well. And it just turns into you, basically shaming yourself in your head yeah absolutely and, for, yeah. for me when I did get the medication I was like great right yeah mm -hmm. all right and at first it was great and I was getting things done and I felt really good about it and then I didn't have an assist on top of that yeah I had therapy but it was only once a week and you know I miss mm -hmm. Justina immensely unfortunately she can't care for me on the islands boo boo uh but I worked really hard and that's something to talk about too. Therapy is a moving target. Now that causes, we say boredom. It's like, I get boredom. I get bored instantly. The second I turn a task off, I'm like, uh, ooh, I don't like this uncomfortable feeling must, must distract self. My husband and I have two different ways of doing things. And up until now, I couldn't just lose myself in a video game. I have, I'm, I'm, or just lose myself in a task. Like he can, like he can just turn his brain. I'm like, it, what is that like? Now I'm, now I get it because he is on the right sets of medication because he, he, you know, he was back on, um, in the military, he'd be on Stratera. Uh, and then, and then when he was deployed, it was just very hard for him. And so they ended up, you know, kind of revisiting that. Um, it was hard for everyone. I mean, you know, it's a pandemic, 
and he's been in for a very, very long time. And so he knows, you know, he knows that he has access to mental health care if he needs it. He knows that he has access to, um, you know, training and coaching and all of that. And then um, spouses don't, they don't know. Partners don't know. Oh, I can get free help. I, I can do therapy. I can call a chaplain if I'm having a crisis. I can do this. I can do that. They are very cards to the chest, close and secretive. So it makes you feel like an imposter when you can't even figure out your shit. Like yeah. it, yeah. So it's just kind of blah, a lot. I don't even know if any of that makes sense, but um, oh, yeah, it does. It's, you know, gosh. It, and it's, it's interesting. You talk to one ADHD -er and you've met one ADHD -er. mm -hmm. like we we all have different experiences and I think because in general like our brains I guess when you if you go down to like the neurological level like maybe similar and how things like happen to us but like our experiences cause us to fire mm -hmm. off in so many different directions and so that goes back to why you need to validate people's experiences because like every time I talk to somebody, I'm like, wow, that's an experience that I've not experienced, but I get it. Like it totally makes sense and, and why that happens. And yeah. Yeah. I think being curious about all of it allows us to continue to grow and, and find what it is that each individual person needs. Yeah. I'm um, going to be extremely vulnerable here as this is this, the first episode of my second season. Um, when I was leaving San Diego, my husband got back from deployment. Yay, big flood of serotonin. Oh shoot, we have to move because of military. Um, and so we were moving. We still own our home in, in California, but when we were moving to Hawaii, I've been doing, I've been tracking on what I needed to track with the dog and everything. He'd been tracking on what he needed to track for the military. And try as we might, we just couldn't get him off this deployment and get the guy on the ship because COVID so, I mean, at that point, everything's COVID. So <clears throat> that's supposed to happen. So it was a lot of change, reintegration all at once. And then I had a very toxic friend in my life who um, ended up ripping open a portal of toxicity that ended up PTSD flooding me because I was on the wrong medication. I had no familiarity. And the last eight weeks have been hell on earth for me. I didn't know what would trigger me anymore. I used to not be, believe in PTSD. I used to be like, I can't have that. I don't know what that is. Once your brain gets tapped and you kick open the hornet's nest, you can't predict that you're going to be watching The Greatest Showman. And then you remember that's the last movie that you saw with your mom and sister. So then you start sobbing. Next thing you know, you're throwing the vacuum, the vacuum breaks. And my, you know, it's just like, ah, so right. that these were experiences that I was having where I was having full, like hadn't had emotions like that since I was 15, where I was just being so misunderstood and so misunderstood, you know, again, meanwhile, my husband's not fine necessarily because he's watching his partner suffer. We've been married for four years and for four years this year. And for us, like we were apart for one of almost two of those years. Like that was really, really difficult. So we're finally at a place of like equalization. I'm finally at a place where I can get my ducks in a row and be mentally healthy and feel good. But we could never have anticipated what, what it would have done. Totally, yeah. And, and we can't do anything about it because, you know, he wants to get into his 20 years and be, you know, 20 years in the military and get paid out for what he's earned. And I don't blame him so that we can live our lives. However, um, you know, I know that there's a level of guilt associated with, you know, for instance, right before this call, he called me and said, hey, I didn't get that promotion. Um, you know, and he signed, he signed bummed. And I was like, oh no, I just told Ron I was going to die. And then I was like, uh, and then you're like, take an assessment. I was like, ah, and so, yeah. you know, and so, but, but yeah. it's the whole, like knowing that these, these are triggers because yeah. when you're by yourself all day and you have ADHD and you can do whatever the 
F you want. I'm going to be honest with you. You build really bad habits, really bad habits. I don't feel like eating. I'm just not going to eat. There was like points in time where I would just, I had a fridge come over and look at my fridge and they'd be like, why do you have like a hundred Lunchables? And I'm like, I don't know. It's comfort. Like, I'm just, I don't know what to do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No. Um, it, it's, it really is like, and it's funny because I, I talk a lot about like on my TikToks, for instance, that like there's really no hack and there's nothing that like is going to be uniform to work for everyone. Um, but it most of the answers end up coming from your own brain. And what you have to do is you can't come up with them on the fly, which is something we do all the time. Right. right. But it's like in that moment, I don't want to tell myself I need to eat. Now, if I think about it, in the beginning of the day and I say like I'm going to try and remind myself to do this Yep, right yeah it's like okay I've planned ahead which again something we're typically not very good at yep we were not if we're able to find ways to motivate ourselves and find what that time is sometimes people are like holy crap at 11 p.m or 12 midnight I'm like I can do anything yeah and some people are like you know, 5 a.m. I'm ready to go and do anything. And other people like, oh, not me. And so it's finding that time when you can be productive yes. to try to yes. figure out the rest of your your life. And then yes. be, I found the word that I was looking for before. And then be gentle with yourself. Oh, there you and, go. <laughs> and so when, when you don't eat, right? And so like, let's say it's like 3 p.m. and you're like, oh man, I had like, you know, half a banana for breakfast and I haven't eaten since. And you're like, I'm just running off of like two cups of coffee and my meds or whatever. It's, it's not shaming yourself and being like, damn it, I didn't do it. I'm such an idiot or blah, blah, blah. And all this other stuff. And like, why can't I figure this out? It's being gentle with yourself and being like, that's okay. We're going to try it again tomorrow. And because when we, when we shame ourselves and we have that moment of damn it, I didn't do it. I'm disappointed. Screw this. Like, that makes it twice as hard the next day to figure it out and then we oh, give up yeah. and we say you know what i'm i'm a hopeless case i can't do it yep absolutely um, and, and that's part of that. yeah yeah and but that's that's part of what and and like i tell people sometimes when they're like i, I had someone call right and they were like i want to get ad coaching and after talking with them we both kind of came to the realization that therapy might be the first step that they need to take and work on and maybe ADHD coaching is not what they need at the moment. And mm-hmm. sometimes people like have a conversation with me and I'm like, you are on your way. I would love to help you, but like you have some systems in place. Try working those out. If you want, I can like maybe be an accountability partner for you and like check in with you in a month and see how things are going. And then maybe if you want to do this, we can keep going with coaching. But like ultimately finding what you need has got to be coming from you. And if you're struggling to figure that out, then that's when you, you ask somebody for help. But, you know, I'm, for instance, I'm a big advocate of therapy, like therapy. Mm-hmm. Is my yeah. I, I love therapy. Like I'm someone that's like, I think everyone in the world should be going to therapy oh, um, because there's so much shit that we don't understand and we can't figure out and we need someone to help us talk through it. Um, but like, I, I guess ADHD coaching ends up being like, as well as therapy, like ADHD coaching can really help you to get like an ADHD lens on things. Um, because like I said, we have, you know, we, everyone's giving like an instruction manual to life. 
and neurodivergence are given the one for neurotypicals and so we look at it like what is this we don't this isn't yeah working. you touched on something that i do want to bring up okay first and foremost if you saw me like look over there um my neighbors have mm -hmm. a hydro plant a plant store um and they play music for their plants they're amazing love our neighbors they're awesome we are in a very very nice area of uh capital we really enjoy it feel very connected here very spiritual it's great um but uh and now i just Hey, welcome. Uh, but for me, what I'm, you're right with, with having systems in place and it's all about who's on your team and who's on your side. And sometimes accountability is right. more. Now you made a good point. So in therapy, I would bottle it all up and then I would come in thinking my goal of the day was that because I wasn't journaling. I wasn't giving I can't even, I couldn't even read a book. I had a book club, I didn't read a book, you know? So I, I, now my thing is now, because I talked to my doctor and, and I also talked to my friend who is a therapist who gave me this advice as a friend, not, not free therapy. We're not taking that as that. She lives on the island. She's amazing. She said, why don't you try to journal before you take your meds? Because when you wake up, you'll probably have clear ideas and put and just rack and stack. And that's what I used to do at work just to survive unmedicated, right? So for me, it's like, I'll put down and then I give myself a goal. Like I just even if I accomplish just one thing on that list, at least I thought about the others. And then sometimes I get overwhelmed. So I'll just shut the book and I'll take my meds and I'll do that. So there's just certain routines that you have to get into. And it's hard when you take, you know, when, you know, I'm married to someone that's not neurotypical. I'm not neurotypical. I, I have to think that a lot of people just say they're neurotypical and they're not. That's my opinion, but you have to really get those things in place. So I can, I appreciate that you can, that you're not a one size fits all for everyone. Just like I'm not a one size fits oh, no. all podcast for people. Like I am not everyone's cup of tea. I don't care anymore. Like it just doesn't matter. Like if you don't like me, fuck you. There's a million other companies that will. If you, and so that's, I'm very like, that's where I'm at. Cause like, once you know yourself, once you know who you are and what you give to the world there's just no reason to ever back down so that's kind of where I'm at my head weirdness but um I did take a test and I was gonna say reaction. this is perfect because when you were saying that I was like oh, we should totally segue yeah. into I, I felt that right now yeah. <laughs> you were like he's he's acting weird um so so what I I do and really uh, I'll let everybody know you can take this test um for free at um, viacharacter.org. And I recommend anyone, whether you have ADHD or not, to take it. Um, if you take it through what I sent you, you don't get the results, I get them, which I do for my clients, just so I can talk to them about it. But basically what it is, is it gives you your 24 character strengths. Now there are 24 of them and it kind of just ranks them basically and gives you just a, a rundown of what your core strengths are. Um, I had you take it before we started. And um, I was able to see a couple of them already um, show up in the podcast, which I think is so cool. Um, and what's great about finding what our core strengths are is a lot of times in society, and like I said, whether you have ADHD or not, we focus a lot on what we do, like what our mm -hmm. production is. Like our value is, you know, what I do for a living, how much money I make, um, what I was able to do for somebody, yada, yada, yada. The thing is, is... And, and there's, I have to look at the, the name of the book because I can't think of it right now, but there's a guy that talks about um, kind of like this deathbed theory. And it's the idea of like, when you die, are people going to be talking about how much money you made and what you did for a living and all that? They're going to be saying things like, you know, Ron was, 
you know, just a really kind person. This one time he showed up for me doing <laughs> this when he didn't have to, or, you know, he always made me laugh or he always did this and things that are our core innate strengths, like who we are. And we never focus on them during the day. And what that can do is it can lower people's self-confidence because you start to focus on, you know, I wasn't able to get that promotion. I wasn't able to, you know, make enough money or, or whatever. Um, and while these things can be important because money is important in the world, and I'm not saying it's not, um, we start to look at who we are and be proud of that. So for instance, you took the, um, the assessment and mm-hmm. your number one character strength is honesty. Yes. And it comes from courage. And it says speaking the truth, but more broadly presenting oneself in a genuine way and acting in a sincere way without being pretense, taking responsibility for one's feelings and actions. And yes, <laughs> you kind of mentioned, you were just like, I, I'm going to, you know, people might not like what I have to say. And then I don't care, like, screw them. Like I need to be authentic mm-hmm. and say who I am. And that is number one. Yeah. And that's amazing. Yeah. And I will say that that is, I mean, I don't, I don't talk about family or my past very much on here, but I try to be as vulnerable as possible out of preservation for, you know, my, my, I've mentioned to you, family is very private, which is totally their thing. That's, yeah. that's fine. Um, on both sides. So uh, my husband's as well, but at the same time, I, I value honesty more so than anything, because I don't like as a neuro, not neurotypical person, I don't like questioning whether or not what you told me is the truth and finding out later that it's not. And so being neurotypical, not neurotypical, something very powerful that I've learned about me, I'm not to take your thunder away, is that if you cross me and my loyalty and hurt any one of my ohana, you are dead to me, I will ruin you and I can't help it. And, and so that's unfortunately something I know I do, but also when you have that type of rejection, when you lose that friendship, when you realize and you see it for yourself, oh, that wasn't what I thought. It takes a long time to get over it. Only recently have I been able to reconnect with bosses that I rage quit on and be like, I'm so, so sorry I did that, but like you pushed me to my breaking point. Do you, um, not to steal your thunder, Mm -hmm. but do you want to hear your lowest strength? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Is forgiveness. Yes. Forgiveness is more than saying sorry. And actually, I take it back. It's your, it's your third lowest. I just yeah. I thought the way it was. But yeah. so here's, here's what's really interesting, and I kind of mentioned to you, is that um, we tend to focus on our, our lesser strengths. Um, and for ADHDers, your two lowest, so the ones that are two, like the two that are lower than forgiveness for you, mm-hmm. are now, like, I had this in my... Um, class to get ICF certified, like tons of ADHDers. I would say like 95% of the class is ADHD. Am I about to cry? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> they, they are all these two things. Um, there's there's actually three that are you are very common in all of us. Yeah. And you're the third one for you is 19th out of 24. So still relatively yeah. low. But those things are um, self-regulation. Yep. Students, <laughs> So yep. being careful about one's choices, Oops. not taking undue risks, and, and perseverance. Yes. And and those three things are things that people notice in us and shame us for it. Like, and those yep. are a lot of things that are important in the business world and why we can struggle with with jobs. Yep. And it sucks. It yeah. like at the end of the day, it sucks. That society is kind of tailored that those three oh, yeah. things are important. Um 
the thing is, and it's it's what I try to to help people with is that you can get better at those things, right? Yeah. Um, however, you're always going to. So what this means is they're lesser strengths because they're not weaknesses necessarily. Mm-hmm. But what they are is you have at some point in your life practiced perseverance. You know, you are on season two of your podcast, so there's proof yeah. right there that you can persevere, even though it's a lesser strength. Hey. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um. So so what it is, it's just those types of things are harder for us unless something else is activating us. So unless one of our signature strengths, our core strengths are the thing that is kind of helping us do that. So for you, I would say, you know, honesty is your number one strength. You get to be honest on your podcast. That can maybe allow you to do these other things that are harder for you because it's important for you to have your podcast and be honest. Um, Some other things that are on your signature 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 strength um humor (laughs) humor um gratitude yes um social intelligence and i would say right off the bat when we when you were talking about how you know if you um cross you or your family and you got all pissed off and i like immediately was like oh i can't wait to tell you and you like kind of pointed at me and you're like oh i know it's because you can read people pretty well like you can tell oh yeah a change in energy and you're like up oh, there's yep. something different about somebody which also kind of ties into honesty yes um and then your your fifth one is kindness and Yay. i think that also speaks to the fact that you care about spreading awareness and you care about helping people and that's part of right. why you're being vulnerable is to help others so like right. all these things make sense in our world but sometimes we forget about those because we're focused on oh, well, I've never finished anything. Yep. And it's like, well, maybe you have. You're just focused on the things you haven't finished. Absolutely. Um, like moving's fun because you look through your box of all your like DIY crap and you're like, ooh. Yep. <laughs> what was I thinking? And so with impulsivity, let's talk impulsivity here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when you are not, when you are undiagnosed and you do these things, they make you depressed. So oftentimes you go, you get therapy, you seek health. Sometimes you have a doctor, they just put you on a medication without anything. That's what happened to me. Mm-hmm. Tried to save a marriage, uh, a- sorry, I've only been married once, tried to save a crappy relationship. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, going into the work world when I never worked before, you know, weird, weird, really weird. It's also depressing because you realize you did all this time and energy and these classes. And essentially it doesn't matter because you know nothing, Jon Snow, about what you're doing. And, and, and so they're going to yeah. get depressed and you have a lull. I had a mentor in my first job ever. And he told me I talked over people all the time. And I, my mom does it to me, you know, my, you know, my, my sibling does it to me. Um, it's just how I was, how I was raised. What was, yes, right. Right. And so because of that, I would feel ashamed. Okay. Well, they think I, they, oh, and I was told I dress like a child. Okay. My mentor dressed like a child and you talk over people. Those were very, very unhelpful things for me to hear. And so then I took that little cloak of shame and brought it on to every job and I would get bored. I would do things that I didn't realize were ADHD, like pacing or taking a phone call outside or needing to go for a walk, like all these things I didn't realize at all about myself at all until probably like right now, you know, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I mean, it's, no, it, it, no. it's just interesting to um, know those things. It's also totally. very important for people to realize that like sometimes accepting compliments is hard. It's something I'm working on. And so 
to go to your point, sometimes having an ADHD coach in addition to therapy is a really good idea because um, you then have someone that can be accountable or help you or kind of, you know, figure things out. Sometimes it is the wrong diagnosis. Some, or sometimes you have something else underlying, who knows? I'm not a medical professional. I literally went to Sylvan. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> but, but those strengths are great. And, but a lot of times I have this, my friend had the saying, my friend, Seth Dolan, who works for gladiator productions. He's amazing. He's incredible. I love him to death. Shout out Seth, one of my all-time best podcast episode ever. I just, he was so shocked. Um, he, he's like, you know, that feeling of you go in a room and everyone hates you. I didn't realize, like for, for most people, that's imposter syndrome, feeling of being found out to be a fraud or whatever. But for non-neurotypicals, that's just everyday life because you're a yeah. lot. You're always told, I'm a, you're a lot. Oh, she's so loud. Yeah. She's expressive. Go sit in the corner. You have detention. I'm going to hold you back because you're helping other people. You know what I mean? So you're like yep. always. And then also I, as I, I realized in the pandemic, I'm actually a lot more introverted than I thought. I'm actually an extroverted introvert. Um, at least I thought, and now I just hate everyone. <laughs> I'm like, ah, like, yeah. like, I just don't want to be near people, but, um, cause I can't trust anyone, which is a big thing for me. Um, but I've noticed that, I don't want to be a, like something I changed, something I wanted to change about myself when I moved was that I didn't want to be on all the time. I didn't want to be right. the dancing monkey, like, at, you know, like, Oh, Bianca, she's so Same. fun. Oh, so I, I don't like, I, yeah, I'm funny. I make fun of myself. I literally get into guy Fieri drag and Caroline at the drop of a hat. Right. Cause I think it's hilarious. Yep. I mean, I do things. I make fun of myself. So you won't make fun of me. So I don't have to then process what was said. Totally. So, I lean into yeah. the, the things that people say about me and I'm like, cool, then that's who I am. Yeah. The one star review I got. I thanks so much. Whoever you were, I'm never going to read the comments. I've been in a lot of viral things. I will never read the comments. I don't ever yes. need to read the comments. No. My friend, Mike Valdez says, I have a face for television. He's like, <laughs> and, and he's like, yeah, I love him to death. And he's such a good guy. I should talk to him right before I uh, press record. And we met through podcasting. It's like the, the, the art of collaboration, but honestly, um, it's just like, it's so funny that, that these are so common. And then once you start to unravel and you, you talk to other people, you realize there's so many other people just like you, my husband even, because like my husband has always been able to just turn his brain off of the game or he needs 10 minutes to unwind and process because I'm a lot, right? Ah! Is, he, is your husband inattentive or is mm -hmm. he hyperactive or combined? I don't know because mm -hmm. I was unmedicated and right. undiagnosed and he was undiagnosed, right? So this like, is more for just curiosity. I have no idea. Medication. I don't really know the difference. Yeah. I used to, well, I would say this, like I used to be able to turn off and then um, I think I've actually shifted for me. When I was diagnosed, I was diagnosed at the time with ADD, which is no longer a, a thing. Now it's like it falls under yeah. the ADHD thing. The umbrella, Woo. Right, which actually at the time I think was actually a shitty thing because they were saying, oh, I don't have ADHD. I just have ADD. Like I'm not super hyper and bouncing off the walls, which right. is kind of shitty to say. Like It's not it's, every day. Yeah. Yeah. No. And like, things were so different, but yeah. it's the way you present. So like inattentives are the people that zone out more. Um, yeah, that's typically. it. Okay. Yeah. That's my wife. <laughs> in the, in can, the nicest way. In the nicest way. Yeah, I, totally. it, but it drives no, 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 me yeah. insane because I'm like, like yes, let's stop. Ah, right, and, yeah. and then he steals my, me, yeah. 
So if I ask him to do something, this is our biggest issue right now. Hey, Scott, are you listening? This is our biggest issue right now. And we're both trying to work through it. Right. Now that I'm on, I'm getting towards a better um, understanding of my, of me and what, what's going to happen in my future. I'm already, things are way better than they've ever been. Mm-hmm. I feel, I, I don't feel mentally healthy. Like, I don't feel like I can go um, be in an office right now or at all. I don't think, I don't think I'm ready. I don't think I'm ready to, I pre- I like right before we press record, I pressed the Calendly link and I, and then this guy was like 6am tomorrow. I was like, what? Oh no, 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 Dude, no. I'm having problems with Calendly too. I just wanted to mention. And it's be, it's just the user interface isn't easy. Like well, I think it's yeah. really what it is. And they charged anyway. me for a yearly subscription. And I was like, when did I authorize this? Then they made, they made me, then, then they made it frustrating. And that was a whole other thing. Okay. Not so, ADHD friendly. Yeah, not ADHD friendly <laughs> because uh, it's either now or not now. So yeah. with my husband, mm-hmm. I ask him to help, mm-hmm. and I say, "Can you do this thing?" In my brain, it means now. Right. Yeah. And he says, "Do you want help?" And I always say, "No." Right. Like this marriage, classic marriage one. Mm-hmm. And with him, he will say things to me, and my brain's always like. Psh, 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 psh. Just like constantly like wacky waving in the air um right. we're trying to get better on it um so that hopefully that kind of levels out over time i probably if you're if your tiktokers are following they're like who is this i'm powerline at powerline world tour on tiktok yeah. follow me baby yeah. yeah no but that's something i've noticed that we are working through and what because I, my my thing as a very loud and expressive person is that when I don't get understood, I raise my voice and then all of a sudden we're yelling and we're zero to a thousand. And so right. I know what I need to work on. Need to find therapist, but we're good. So yeah. those are just I mean, things you realize. Yeah. You realize and you got to like just accept them and be like, okay, like, sure. I know I'm a lot. I'm not everyone's cup of tea. Like it's fine. Right. It's interesting that you said that. And I wanted to kind of bring up something that I've been trying to do research on, but I found, um, a lot of ADHDers seem to relate to this where, and I think it's because we feel emotions so much and we have emotions so much that it's very easy for us to get defensive, like more, more so than most. Um, and there's, when you go to therapy and talk about that, like there's, that's like trauma related stuff. So a lot of like ADHD symptoms um, mirror that of trauma symptoms mm-hmm. and the way to seemingly overcome them is different and like a lot of times um you know when you have a therapist like i always stress to make sure if you have adhd that they have some knowledge of adhd because a lot of mental health professionals do not so so i wanted to make mention of that i'm not saying that i would be able to do any better but you know not a therapist coach but um i was lucky enough to have a therapist who um, his daughter was diagnosed with ADHD a few years back. So he himself um, kind of took a deep dive into understanding it better so that he can understand her right. and was able to shift in the way that we do our sessions and understand that like not everything he brings up is necessarily trauma related, which Truth. ADHD yeah. and trauma can go hand in hand because, you know, we still do have trauma and, yes. and stuff, but he's like, there's other ways to go about it. So a lot of it is figuring out in those moments. And it's something my wife and I go through because we are the opposite on so many things, but we're both ADHD. Yep. And it is us learning to kind of pause in that moment mm-hmm. and 
it's hard to do because when you are in it and your brain's activated and your brain is in that moment of like, it's almost like you're in the red and you don't remember what you say. Like yep. 10 minutes later, you're like, what just happened? Yes. Why was I so amped to where I had zero control? My emotions mm-hmm. took over and I couldn't handle it. And, and it comes back to what I was saying before. It's, it's not going to happen overnight. Mm-mm. And it's about practicing when you're not in that moment realizing that you get in those moments so then yes when you're in it and this happens too with rumination if you're ever someone who can take like a negative thought or like a prediction about what would happen if like if i you know interview for this job and all the bad things that could happen and like all of a sudden you're down this rabbit hole of just terrible things and you just end up freezing and not doing anything um it's the same thing in that you have to practice when you're not in that emotional state, understanding you can be in those emotional states so that eventually when you get in them, you go, oh shit, this is that emotional state and figuring out a way to kind of distract yourself. And whether that be taking a walk or Mm -hmm. drinking some water or putting on some music or whatever it works for you, but it's practicing that. And a lot of therapists don't talk about that with ADHDers. They talk about just how we need to learn to control our emotions. And it's very similar to someone saying to you, just focus, Yeah, Uh, yeah. just pay attention or just do this. And it's like, ah, not easy. Can't do that. Yes. Yes. So I think that's a good segue point to not talk about our brains anymore. Because let's do it. I think I think we've given a lot of valuable information. Of course, my listeners know all the notes go in the podcast and stuff. Let's just talk about things we love because that oh is and things we don't love. So let's start with things we love. Okay, yeah, current yeah. current toot for me is the fact that I I can finally just be myself. I've got the P W R L N E plate for Hawaii. It has not come yet, but I am very excited. I live super close to the Outlani um, resort, uh, which is cool, but I'm just, you know, I'm just obsessed with the fact that I can just geek out over whatever the hell I want, whenever. I mean, you're, if you're clocking it, I've got stitch on my arm. I mean, it's like, I have a Mickey balloon here. I got to go to Disneyland right before I left. I do love Disney. Disney is not my personality because I have other things like my little pony or, um, you know, just, just random stuff. Uh, my husband and I get into arguments because he's very utilitarian. Um, and I'm very like, ah! like expressive. Like I said, Lisa Frank, and I'm like Lisa Frank, Miss Frizzle, Guy Fieri, and maybe a drag queen, maybe Miss Piggy, like they all got together and had a baby. I've never added this question to my structure before. So I'm, do you mind if I add, ask this question? Let's do it. All right. What Muppet are you and why? Oh, animal. <laughs> there was no hesitation. No, now we're no. going to do another one. Okay. Okay. You want to know why? Yeah, I want to know why. Okay. Um, ADHD. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, for the most part, it's just like how I thought I was always Tigger. I'm like, oh, I'm Tigger 100%. And that's why yeah. I love Tigger. But um, I, it, you know, I'm not, when I say I'm animal and, and it was so quick, it was because that's the one that I relate most to. But I feel like a lot of that is hidden as well. Yeah. So I'm, when I'm masking, I'm not animal by any means, but like, I, I feel like animal deep down, like if there was zero judgment from anyone, I would be animal most of the time. Like I bought a drum set at the beginning of the pandemic because I was like, I want to learn to play the drums. Yeah, it was an electronic <laughs> drum set. I was so excited. I had that moment of like, no, I 
you know, cause I was nervous. I was like, what if I get it and I never play them and I just wasted money. And I was like, no, screw it. I'm going to get it. I'm going to enjoy myself and I'm going to learn to play. And I did for a while and then I stopped playing. So there, there's that. But like I even bought an animal shirt. Wait, hold on. Is my internet being my, weird? I cut the sleeves off. Hold on. Oh, I'm on the wrong Wi-Fi. Give me one second. Oh, geez. No wonder it was being so weird. Is my, is my internet? No, it's my internet. I'm on Mal and I. Fuck it. I gotta go on Wife Yeti. Yeah, that's our Wi-Fi. There you go. One sec. Love it. Yeah. Um, I'm obsessed with Guy Yeti. So I okay, so that's where cut out and was weird. It's unstable. Hold on. It's going to the moon. It's going to the moon. We good? Let's see. I should have probably stopped and not pressed record. There we All right. Oh, wait, is that better? Is that better? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So first time I cut out. Okay. Well, it's just kind of cutting out and I don't know. I mean, like you never know with these things. He's not here. So I don't understand why. Help. Go Scott. Where's Scott? We need him. I love that you called for your wife to like set up the camera and I was like ah. <laughs> something's not working she's 100% the like yeah she's the tech person in okay, our relationship so, and like the DIYer like she does all the shit around the house too okay so that's Scott and then you're me <laughs> yeah where I'm like this will bring me joy and then, then Scott's like yep. no, you did you don't yeah why why did you <laughs> so to go back yeah. to your thing on animal you said you bought the shirt Okay, that's where it cut out. Yep. Okay, yeah. So um, I was, you know, I drummed for a little while. I went on, and I think I just bought like a shirt on Etsy or something that somebody made, and I just thought it was really cool. And I like cut off the sleeves, and I'm like, I'm a drummer. And it like, and of course, too, I don't know if you relate to this with ADHD, but a lot of times when I try things that I'm really- They become me. <laughs> that, number one, but also I'm actually pretty good at it at first. Yes. Especially if I'm like- I'm into it. I want to try it on mm -hmm. something. I'm pretty good at it. Um, and, and so like, I was really excited and then it hits that point where it's like, okay, I'm not getting progressively better quickly. I'm just kind of like here and I'm like, and eh, now I'm bored. Um, mm -hmm. but also I think like I had a friend come over who played the guitar, like once we, we all got vaccinated and he came over and played and it was a blast, like so much fun for oh, him man. to play and me to like go with him. And I was like, this, so if anything, I go, I got already enough use out of it where I can say it was like a good decision. Yep. And I still have the drum kit. And so I'm like, cool, maybe I will go back to it and it's going to be there. Or it may just be something I never touch again. And years from now, I'm going like, oh, shit, I have a drum set. What do I do? With yeah, that? may I make a suggestion? Make content with it. Why not? I mean, like you already do like. You could do something really cool, but then that's that that spirals, right? Then you're spiraling. Yeah. Um, now I'm a whole new. Now I have totally new content. I'm always I'm always afraid to try, like a, I almost want to make, and I did. I made like a new TikTok page that I was gonna try something <laughs> for because yeah. I was like I'm I don't want to like mess Model, up my my algorithm. Yeah, right. The friggin' algorithm. I didn't care. I was like. Here's my dog. I'm lonely. Here's me as Guy Fieri. Never. It never blows up. Ever. All these other people are less Guy Fieri than I am. Because like I hate when when something blows up that I'm like that did not. That was dumb. Dumb. Yeah. So um, but but I asked this Muppet question, and the reason why I ask it is because. 
My husband and I decided to watch The Great Muppet Keeper last night. I didn't even know I was going to interview you today. That's just spontaneity. I'm yep. a say yes person, but I also knew that it Same. would help me help me feel better about kind of adjusting. So that, thank mm. you for that. I appreciate that. Yeah. So with with the question, I like I, I decided last night because I've been asking this question. It's actually a really great question. I asked it in Newport, Rhode Island, when my husband and I were in the middle of moving. We had to go there for school. I asked, "What Muppet are you and why?" realizing that is the best question to ask someone. I asked it on TikTok, no one cared. What Muppet are you and why? And the reason why is because you, you can be, some people are 100% one Muppet, but I heard hesitance that, that, that you might just be animals sometimes, right? Yeah, yeah. For me, I'm Statler and Waldorf, or sometimes <laughs> I'm Miss Piggy, because she's obviously a drag queen, or, you know, my husband said he's Kermie. He's like, I'm definitely Kermit. Um, and, you know, just so, then you're watching this movie and you're like, well, shit, am I Gonzo? Or am I, I'm Actually, Fozzie, Gonzo you know? Was, like, <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you. So, yeah. so people have very, very deep connections to that. So for my listeners, this is going to be a standing question. So get your Muppets get trivia ready. ready. Get See, ready. See, now everybody, I wasn't ready for this. Now everybody that's going to be in your hey, um, ready and um, it's fine. Yeah. Um, no, I, I would say n- now looking at it, it's like animal because of that situation. Like I'm yes. just going back to that mm-hmm. moment. Um, other than that, I mean, I don't know when you said Gonzo, I was kind of like, yeah, sometimes, um, Fozzie sometimes, um, I was like, Kermit sometimes, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a good Rizzo question, the so rat question. sometimes, you know, 1000%. Like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's like something I thought about too, before we kind of wrap up here, um, sure. is just, I'm going to ask another question that you're not prepared for. Ready. Because I've noticed something on TikTok and trends and in content that the weird fandoms that we have seem to be something that other people have. And they're like, oh, you're just like me. So for instance, we're both wearing a Powerline shirt, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, but I was obsessed with Rosie O'Donnell, like a freaking obsessed with Rosie O'Donnell, like mm-hmm. for no reason, because when you have, you're not neurotypical, you cling and go, this is comfort. And then you go, mm-hmm. I like this thing. I am this thing. Is this thing me? Oh, board of this thing. Um, so I actually made a TikTok about it the other day and talked about, because my friend Pamela got followed by Rosie, huge thing. Um, shout out to DJ and Pamela. Sorry, DJ, not Pamela. Oh, mm-hmm. they're going to kill me. They're not going to listen to this. <laughs> That's fine. But uh, yeah. We'll cut that out. No, they won't listen to it because, <laughs> because DJ, I mentioned her in one of my podcast episodes she still doesn't listen to it sorry d um but uh just weird fandoms that you had what was the one weird fandom that you had as a kid that like no one else had you felt weird about and you, you would die on a hill for as a kid or in general um i mean gosh so many like nickelodeon yeah. and disney shows um is like all that's coming to mind um god i'm trying to think what else i mean honestly the goofy movie is is what i would say but i feel like that's cheating because we've already discussed that you can say it Um, because this is the first time anyone's ever asked and i put you on the spot because i'm an asshole no yeah and part (laughs) of i mean part of me too is also wanting to come up with something else like i have this desire to be like nah it's not good enough i need something better. i know you're gonna send me an email right after this i will i will have like monster trucks um no i didn't like i mean i really love the ninja turtles but i feel like a lot of people did um i loved 
God, I really loved like Tailspin and yes. like I mean so, cartoons were it yes. I watched all the cartoons I watched cartoons Same. and I even felt in talking about shame like I was in high school watching like kids cartoons and yep. um like I loved the movie gosh now I can't think of the name of it again ADHD but it was Brink I love oh, my husband loves Brink. Brink, like obsessed with that movie. I probably okay. watched it like 300 times. And I don't know, there was a lot of those where I was like, I none of other of my friends at the time watched any of that. So that was what I did a lot when I was by myself. I watched cartoons and yep. all of that. That was your outlet. And, yeah. Um, and I felt like I was too old for it. Like I had that shame already at that point. Like I felt guilty about it. So when like friends, I, that's why I never told anybody. Um, but yeah turtles no i love that that's a really great answer i feel very similarly in a lot of those things um but uh you know i uh didn't have cable growing up actually so we only had saturday mornings when we had like inspector gadget and goof troop and man i loved goof troop because we get we, it would come down trickle down Oh, one day and then one Saturday morning and stuff. And I didn't care. I watched it through high school. I had SpongeBob on during college. I didn't care at all. I, I thought I was Hannah Montana in college. You could not tell me I wasn't because I thought it was fucking funny. And, um, and I, I, I just didn't care. And I was just truly myself and yet no one, no one cared. But um, yeah, I, I think that's awesome. So along with fandoms and things that made mm -hmm. you feel weird, there's also unpopular opinions and I know everyone has them. Sometimes I ask this question, you know, popular opinions are like uh, buttholes. Everyone's got one, hopefully. Um, and uh, mine is that, okay, so I have a backstory here. Go with me. I always say cantaloupe is trash. It's a garbage fruit, filler fruit. Mm -hmm. Well, my friend's mother passed away this last week. Okay. Shout out to Eve. Um, and uh, she's been kind of like in here. She's been doing some weird kooky things. She wanted to go to Hawaii. I definitely felt her here. Hawaii is a very spiritual place in that sense. Uh, don't admit me to a psych ward anyone. I'm okay. Um, so <laughs> I, we were at the grocery store and all of a sudden I had this compelling desire to pick a cantaloupe out. And then this morning, I messaged my friend when my meds hit, my friend Matt. I said, Matt, why the fuck did I buy a cantaloupe? And Matt was like, holy shit, you bought a cantaloupe? I was like, yeah. He's like, I don't know. He's like, Eve liked cantaloupes. And I was like, oh no, Eve want me to buy a cantaloupe, but I don't know. Is it right? How do I cut it? What do I do? A lot of trauma involved with it. Tastes like being, tastes like for me personally, tastes like being strangled by a, like a very weak person. I, I just, it, it's like screaming in a void. This is a fruit because I was born in Minnesota. So that's my unpopular opinion. What unpopular opinions do you have and why? Um, okay. Unpopular. It can be anything as long as it's not racist or homophobic. Oh no, it won't be that. Good. Yay. Um, I'm, I'm not that. Well, I mean, when I say that, I, I actually think to myself, there are times where I'm like, fuck, I was being that way in a weird way. But that's we all do it. Discussion. And it's just, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it it's, it's recognizing that we all do it. It sucks. Um, okay, I have one. Yes. Um, and actually, it kind of ties into this. And I think I've had, it, it ties into racism and homophobia, but it's not that. Uh, so <laughs> you're like, great, what is he going to say? No. He's like, um, about to say the, just the F word or something. Or something. <laughs> no. No, no, no. I think ever, no. Um, <laughs> What I guess what mine might be, and I don't think it's an unpopular opinion. I think it's maybe um, understanding 
people a little bit better but oh actually here i've got one oh, this, this is, here we go no it just it got it's it good. i was like where am i going with this okay um so i do not think that anyone on the planet on the planet is inherently bad um i i have I think I always am able to kind of have perspective and see like why people are the way they are. Like, I, at least I believe that. And um, I was having this discussion with a friend where he was just like, I just, I don't know. There's gotta be people where it's like, there was nothing you can do. Like, you know, some people are born as psychopaths or sociopaths oh. and like all this. And I was just like, here's the thing. Like everything happens for a reason. Um, I have no problem saying that I was not a fan of our previous president. And if mm-hmm. I'm not going to go too much into that, just in case, I don't know what it is. All right. And um, how dare you with this QAnon? You were in the wrong generation. <laughs> Damn Sorry. it. I screwed up. But oh, like, um, I, I know I have plenty of friends who are extremely vocal about how much they don't like him. And um, they're, you know, very much that way. And I can understand why they have reasons for that, but I, maybe it's because I was, you know, raised by and had like a very conservative family growing up and then things have changed for me. And so maybe I can just see all these things, but like everyone is doing what they're supposed, what they think they're supposed to be doing. So if you ever get frustrated with someone who's acting a really crappy way or, or whatever, it's like, there's always a reason behind it. They're either doing it because they they're scared or they have trauma or they have whatever and it's their way to feel safe and it's what they think they should be doing like i don't think anybody even people that have malicious intent think that is what they're supposed to be doing in that moment i mean so, we can all unravel like yeah you like, know like nobody's yeah. perfect and no one is everyone is trying to protect whatever it is they think they're supposed to protect. Like everybody believes something different, right? Like whether you're religious or spiritual or none of the above, like you're doing what your brain and body think it's supposed to be doing at every moment. Yes. Um, And what you think you're supposed to do to survive. And so I like to try to go through life with that perspective. Sometimes I don't, sometimes someone pisses me off and I'm like, what the hell's wrong with them? They're a freaking idiot. Um, But when I stop and think about it, I'm like, there's a reason they're doing that. Like at some point in their life, something caused them and the way that they're made to do that. And so that allows me to try to have compassion for everyone. Doesn't always work, but I try to. So I guess that would be my unpopular opinion is to that's, try to have compassion for everyone. That's great. And even in season two to my listeners, if you've been here the whole time, you know, I always say, if you don't come out of this pandemic, if you don't take this as a way to be better, fucking doing it wrong excuse my language i guess i'm gonna put explicit on in season two beep beep um my mom was like no one's ever gonna marry you potty mouth well i married a sailor mom jokes on you look at that so uh i'm just kidding but um i I tease uh well you know you know i don't want my i don't want i don't want more more one stars but i'm not gonna read them if you do so just kidding but uh so who has the time again i have compassion for them though yeah good for you you probably hate my you probably i'm very shrill (laughs) in your ears (laughs) so um if you don't come out of this better than you went in and especially as we are um reaching a very weird climate all over the world um at the time of recording this um so if you've got you know you like you can't take this great pause and your freedoms being taken away etc 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 as a reason to educate yourself or whatever i can still have compassion compassion for you that must be very difficult to not want to learn grow or change but at the same time 
It doesn't mean that you're a terrible person. It doesn't, it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that you're a terrible person. It just means that you shouldn't be listening to my podcast. Get out of my Zoom. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you're wrong and I hate you. And that's, and, and like, that's something I tried to do so much over this last year is just the education component that not every, like, not everyone knows what I'm going through as a military spouse. They don't know what I want to be told. I don't know what I want to be told. Like, you know, like no so, one knows. And the thing is, no one knows you better and your experiences mm-hmm. and what you're feeling. Yep, than you. You, and even you don't really fully understand them either. So all makes sense. Yeah. I'm really proud of myself because I almost had 32 ounces. My doctor would be very proud. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm crushing it. Hell yeah, dude. Um, I drink more water all the time. Oh, these are great. Hey, they should sponsor me. I have one of those. Two. So I do two of those it. Mine has sloth, a, sloth, a sloth on it. Well, I would have bought that one, but this one was them, like, cool being, colors. like really sleepy at like, nah, nah, and you know, but yeah. You want a fun one that, that rewards you. Mine says, let's see, 8 a.m. Get started. Yeah. Mm, 9 a.m. Remember your goal. What, what goal? What goal? <laughs> 10 a.m. Keep on chugging. That's funny. 11. Don't give up. Uh, 12. Almost there. You did it. One, you did it. <laughs> I knew like, it. I called it. <laughs> I, sure, Jan. <laughs> but anyway, um, I think we're wrapping down. So I want to, of course, give you the floor. Because I mean, ADHD people and neuro- not neurotypical people can talk forever. And we're both the same kind of. <laughs> we could do that. I could do this all day. I oh, yeah. Day. We're friends now. You're in our Hohana. Uh, yeah. Next time we're in, we're in Southern California, let you know. Um, yeah because obviously i would say that when we go to hawaii next but right hey, now no, no. Like, i'm hearing people should not be coming to hawaii right no because yeah. the hawaiians are very mad yeah and rightfully very so. very so mad like they shake their fists at planes, like, You're not here. well you know it's it's the it, the issue is is that Water, hawaii's right? infrastructure hawaii's infrastructure is is mostly based on the military and the military's dollars and um also the oh no uh tourism dollars and so with the delta variant like every day while i was moving here things changed and changed and changed and changed and changed. oh now i need to rest oh, no, this, 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 this. Yeah. so constantly i was checking in on it and of course everything was changing you know all the time so unfortunately with that um when i flew off the plane i had my vaccine thing and then they just waved me through with a bracelet well that's once Delta variant came on the island, it just started going crazy because a lot of Hawaiians, um, a lot of native Hawaiians, a lot of Hawaiians in general, they don't, they believe in the island and the island healing them. They're very spiritual when it comes to that. They believe in things like that. Like if I, I told my neighbors, I was like, yeah, there's death in a family and she's here with me. And she's like, oh, okay, well, so I'll tell her, hi. Scott said, that spooks me out. Does that freak you out? And I said, no, my great grandma's here. My grandpa's here. Like I can feel it. Fairy's here, like whatever. And, and my, and my husband's like, that's great weird and i'm like i don't whatever i like to read my horse but anyway so the point is is that um a lot of tourists like so when waikiki especially it is incredibly based on the infrastructure of economy um so my suggestion is yeah you should still travel to the islands if it's safe if you can do so do it respectfully be like don't be the american asshole tourist even though you're why is now America, you know, like, but, yeah. but just, you know, be respectful of the island. Don't pick up seashells. Don't touch turtles, <laughs> you know, don't do these things and you'll be golden. And just and in general, if you feel a low aha in your heart, then you are Hawaiian. Okay. So I'm, I'm please Hawaii. Don't come for me. Uh, I've known this for living for a month. I'm not an expert, but I, I live here and I probably won't leave here ever again, nice. putting that in the universe because I, 
I, I saw the worst of the mainland on my way out. Mm-mm, not coming back. Matumbo says, no, no. So anyway, okay. where can people find you? Go back. In, yeah. So um, what's funny is, is I am launching my website. So by the time Ooh. that this podcast airs, um, you can find me at ADHDcoachron.com. Um, and also uh, you can follow me on TikTok at ADHD underscore Ron on Instagram and Twitter, also ADHD underscore Ron. Um, and yeah, so I guess those, that would be the places that you could find me. Um, yeah. Say hi, message me, uh, send me some TikToks. I love, I love scrolling TikToks. on TikToks yeah. for hours. So yeah. um, tell me, tell me things. I like to talk. Yeah. Um, I will totally try to re- like, unless, and here's the thing. Occasionally I've had videos that have gotten pretty big numbers, if you will, on TikTok to where I can't respond to all the comments, but I really, for the most part, try to because i love the debates between with people i've met i have internet friends now like we're internet friends it's so crazy to me i was like holy shit i have internet friends um when i go live it's like the same people come in i'm like talking to them i'm like hi and then i go to their lives and we send each other like little like roses and stuff and you know i love it um yeah so i love new friends so definitely come check me out regardless if you need coaching or not let's let's all connect I love that. that. Of course, my listeners, all of that will be in the description of the podcast. Uh, Ron, thank you so much for even taking the time being on my little podcast. Thank you for starting out season two with a bang. I know that I will listen back and it'll sound normal, but in my head, I'm like, ah! Um, But of course, my listeners, please don't kick me out. The only inclusive podcast about imposter syndrome with the lovely content creator, Ron, and you should definitely reach out to him. He's a really, really rad dude. So thank you so Ah, much. And oh, of course. Yeah. Hey, weirdos, you know that the unofficial slash official sponsor of my podcast is Forbidden Bingo with DJ Rockstar Aaron, Rich, and Curtis. If you haven't played before, it is free to play online. What the heck else are you doing? It is a freaking quarantine still to this day. How long have we been doing this? Anywho, ForbiddenBingo.com, or if you're in Denver, you can play in person on Tuesdays, uh, and there's a lot of opportunities, so go to ForbiddenBingo.com. So I'm in Hawaii, so it's 4 p.m. my time on Thursdays, and I'm bad at time zones, and I went to Sylvan, so I won't even say what other times it's at, because you can get all that information from DJ Rockstar Aaron at ForbiddenBingo.com. And Rockstar Aaron was also a guest on my podcast. That was episode 84, and this last week, I played with Lloyd, Spencer from Below Deck. How fun. Okay, so it's 18 up to play, no children. Just got to say that ForbiddenBingo.com and tell Rockstar Aaron and the crew that I sent you. Mahalo. listeners, I wanted to share a special promotion for you from Dash of Pep. Dash of Pep is a clothing boutique that offers non-binary clothing that has fun prints that support mental health and empowering you to be your best self. In this pandemic, it is great to shop small and support small businesses like Dash of Pep. More than 50% of my wardrobe is from her adorable store. Robin at Dash of Pep has graciously given me a promo code for you to use at checkout. Use PDKMO to receive 15% off your order. Again, that is www.dash of pep.com and you can enter pdkmo at checkout to receive 15% off your order.
has been Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, like, comment, share, tell a friend. You know, that's how I'm going to keep these stories going. Also, if you want to be a podcast guest, you can reach out to me at pdkmopodcast at gmail.com and we can get it set up. Thanks everyone for your continued support. And I look forward to, you know, connecting with you again next Monday.